Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Reggie Chandra. He's the founder of Rhythm Engineering, and he's also the inventor of InSync, which is a robot that synchronizes traffic lights, and that helps reduce automobile crashes by 30%. It also makes all of our drives easier because we're not stopping and starting all the time. The company owns 95% of the U.S. market, and they've been listed in the Inc. 500 two years in a row. Inc. Magazine listed Rhythm Engineering as the 64th fastest-growing company in the United States, and Deloitte Fast 500 listed Rhythm Engineering as the 40th third fastest growing company. Rhythm Engineering Solutions operate in 156 cities in 31 states, and they positively impact 3 million motorists every day. A serial entrepreneur, Reggie has founded six companies, and he's here today to talk to us about entrepreneurship, about his companies, and about a recent visit that he had with Sir Richard Branson. So welcome to the show today. Uh, Thank you, Kelly. So happy to have you here, Reggie. What was the inspiration for Rhythm Engineering? engineering? Uh, Just plain frustration. I'm a traffic engineer. Mm -hmm. So um, when I looked around at the technology that was uh, controlling traffic lights, they were about 50 years behind times Mm. at at best. So I was trying to fix traffic lights and it was an uphill battle. I was, you know, felt sorry for my fellow peers. And then I said, okay, I am either going to step up or I'm just going to shut up and just finish my career. Mm-hmm. So the pressure was too much on me internally. So I went away for three days, uh, solitude, and decided, came back, uh, started the company. And this was how many years ago? This would be 2005. Okay, so it's 10 years this year. Congratulations. Major anniversary there. Thank you. Lots of lots of success over that period. This isn't the only company that you own, though. And you also own four patents, uh, and you continue to invent things that are disruptive and innovative. How how do you source new ideas? How do they come to you? Boy, that's a great (laughs) question. So um, Nikola Tesla is a a hero of mine. I read all his works. I uh, study his thinking. It is said that he could actually see the entire um, motor or electric motor in his head, and he Mm -hmm. could see and feel the uh, carbon brushes uh, wearing out. I consider myself to be a dreamer, uh, first of all. So in my unique ability, which is something that I'm gifted in, I've got a lot of weak points. But one thing is that I can dream and I see things, uh, things that are of the future. And also I can build a bridge. Mm-hmm. So, so you can combine the two. You're not just a visionary. You can actually put it together as I, well. I can yeah. put it together and several of the things. InSync is only a bridge to the future. Um, so the cars are going to be completely automated. Mm-hmm. Crashes are going to be, uh, it's going to be tough to crash, to run a car into another car because of all the sensors that are going in. Mm -hmm. So, and traffic signals in sync, what we've done is it's basically a bridge that when all of this data comes in and the processing power for the computers grow, um, get better and better, the infrastructure, the, the traffic signal also will keep up with it. Mm-hmm. So how, how do I think, how do I come up yes. with it? I think my ideas come from heaven. I mean, there's a lot of terminology used. If you read mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill, you hear about ether uh, yes. or God or whatever mm-hmm. that is. So there are times when I 
very distinctly remember. I'm sitting by myself, all by myself, just thinking, all of this flood of ideas just come in. The whole problem that I've been pondering about is solved in a box with a neat little um, knot tied around it. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very hard for me to explain these concepts to other people. Yeah, it, you, but part of it is just keeping yourself open to that possibility that, uh, you know, that frame of mind that you can take all that in or that you can be open to those ideas flooding in. You know, that th- there's a mindset, I think, that probably goes with that. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've, you know, on this journey through all these mm-hmm. six, seven companies, uh, I found that it doesn't matter what space it is. I can get in, I can study that space, mm-hmm. and then I can innovate in that space very effectively. Like I said, I have tons of weaknesses, so I'm sure we'll get into it. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm going to expose that, all your gonna, weaknesses. Yes. No, no. Uh, oh, no, it's okay. I celebrate my weaknesses. Sure, sure. So, uh, sometimes you learn by putting your worst foot forward. You know, we all know to know that. So it's very good to put those out there. But when, when these ideas come flooding in, how do you capture them fast enough? I get ideas all the time too, but I, I can't always get them out and then I can't remember them exactly. So how do you, would you have a process for for taking them from your head to paper or computer or however you capture them? Uh, even though I'm an engineer, I'm, my right brain is more dominant. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're familiar with the mind map concept. Yes. So that's how my mind works. Okay. So I can carry around, I've found about uh, 12 to 15 ideas at one time and grow them, um, go from one one of those nodes to another and then come back. So most of the time it's very abstract. I do write things down. Mm-hmm. I do I do mind mapping. But a lot of times these ideas, I mean, like for instance, we are working on the curriculum for a company called Dream Cultures. So it, it, it is a process. I mean, I would like to be linear, but it doesn't work out that way. So you focus on one of the pillars of human growth in, the, in this context, uh, which is relationships. So mm-hmm. uh, you write the content and then uh, you said that doesn't work. That doesn't sound good. It's not going to fly. What if we were to tweak it this way? So it's almost like birthing an idea and you carry around with it. Um, so I've got more than 15 ideas right now in my brain. So my, I have the discipline to keep it down. So literally there is no process to this. I wish I could um, mm-hmm. say that I could replicate this and hand this over to someone and say, hey, go do this. Yeah, but, but it's not that easy. Obviously it's not. You have started six different companies. Was was Rhythm Engineering the first? It sounds like Rhythm it was. was the first, okay, yeah. and then you you've uh, rolled these others out. Are they all related to Rhythm and uh, Traffic Engineering, or do they have? Are you in all kinds of different spaces? Uh, it's in all kinds. It's in okay. um, different spaces, and all of these are startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you know, I've not bought a company yet. Uh, the second one that I'm very passionate about is a company called Business Instruments. So it came from my own personal pain. So there was not enough tools to manage rhythm as it was scaling and growing, mm-hmm. modeling the future, bringing all the information. So I needed actionable information, uh, which is hard to find, even though I had a team of accountants, CPAs, you know, they're ready to give me a report at any time I wanted, but right. it, it was not actionable. So I needed information at the moment of my inspiration. Mm-hmm. So I, in, other, in other words, my model was I'm in Fiji Islands. I open my iPad. I've got about two minutes to look at the status of my companies, the projects I've delegated, the tasks that I've delegated. And uh, then I got to go, you know, I'm done. I only have two minutes. Mm -hmm. So what will give me that information? So it didn't exist in the market. So I built this system, which has got dashboards Mm -hmm. that show you any area of your business. So accounting, it's integrated Mm -hmm. accounting, 
task and project management, it's, which is pretty de- detailed. I think it's the most powerful project management tool in the market. Really? Then we have uh, CRM and contact records management. So pretty much all things you need to run a business um, is on there. Uh, we're going to make a dent in the number of businesses that fail. Most businesses fail for lack of information mm-hmm. and, and lack of strategies. So if we could do a membership, uh, you know, inform- yeah, pass on no, information. Right. Yeah. yeah no, I, I see what you're saying is that you get a hunch or you get a gut feeling about something. And uh, rather than uh, gathering all the data that you need, or even if you have the data gathered, it's in so many different places and your mind is, is going a hundred miles an hour. This way you just start going and you, you don't take the time to pull it all together, but this will do it for you. Yes. Okay. It, it'll, it'll bring all the data, um, you know, pull it together. And because this information is real time, Everyone can see how performance is. Yeah, it, it sounds fascinating. When is this uh, expected to launch in the marketplace? Um, we're launching. The project management tool is already launched. Okay. Um, it's thrive.bi is the URL. Um, so uh, we're adding on modules, as you speak. We can still get a, a beta version of the dashboards and the CRM along with mm-hmm. it. But uh, hopefully in about two to three months, the whole entire suite will be launched. Okay, and that's Thrive. Thrive.bi. Thrive.bi. So go check it out if you're yeah. Thrive. interested in that. Business intelligence. It's so ah, BI. Okay, it's yeah, easy so. to remember then. You recently fired yourself as an actual employee in rhythm engineering. And I just found that to be so fascinating. Why did you do that? It's always been my, been my dream to fire myself. Um, so <laughs> uh, I, I started, uh, when I started the company, Michael Gerber's book, Emith mm-hmm. Rebus. Yes, um, great book. Had a profound impact on me. On it, he says that you want to work on the business, mm-hmm. not in it. Right. So since then, that carried along, that thread of thought carried along. So um, I started working with Dan Sullivan, one of the coaches that I respect uh, mm-hmm. very much, a strategic coach. And uh, Dan talks about the, uh, the concept of the unique ability. So limit yourself. Don't work on your weaknesses. Delegate your weaknesses. Surround yourself with people that complement you. Uh, cover your weaknesses mm-hmm. or their strengths are your weaknesses. And the more you focus on your unique ability, your strength, the better you're going to be for everybody around you. Mm-hmm. So uh, my strength is basically dreaming up ideas. Yes. And I've got a very formal statement that I live by. If that doesn't fall within that purpose, the unique ability statement, mm-hmm. I want to delegate that out. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not good operationally. I, I, I've done it. I've, mm-hmm. I've grew the company uh, pretty well, but it's like not work that I enjoy, Right. Um, you know, dealing with, uh, uh, you know, HR issues. I, I, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to wake up and feel good about myself. You know what right. I'm saying? So uh, anything and everything that I didn't want to do, I've handed that over. I fired myself from er- er- any part of that. So there are three areas in rhythm that I, I am very deeply involved in. Um, one is the product development. So yes, again, that's obviously. my unique ability. Mm-hmm. The ideas, ideas come um, come to me. The second is in marketing strategy. So marketing is not the pretty picture that uh, or branding. I mean, I, when somebody says, "Oh yeah, we've got to brand you," I mean, I kind of want to tear my pull my hair out and you know. Sc- <laughs> It's not the pretty pictures. There's a, uh, you can have ugly pictures. You can have very poor logos, but it's all about how you productize your offering, 
how you position your offering mm-hmm. and then how you promote your offering. So sure. it, it goes far beyond what it does. Not. Yeah. The, the first parts of the, uh, what you talked about are all the surface level stuff. And, but the, the market positioning and the market strategy and the competition and all of that is really the core of it. It yeah. is. And then visit high level clients mm-hmm. um, that are, uh, you know, that need support. So right. that need to talk to the founder mm-hmm. or um, yeah. the industry expert. So those are the three areas that I'm involved in rhythm. So I have a wonderful, wonderful gentleman running the company. Um, his name is Doug Jack. Um, hey, Doug, if you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for everything. So it, it's, it's amazing. We complement each other. So uh, if there was a litigation and all our texts and our mm-hmm. emails were discovered, through the discovery process. Yeah. So it'll be amazing. It'll be, people wonder whether, are we having an affair? Yeah, there's nothing but love there, yeah, huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, some of the texts are, where have you been the rest of my life? <laughs> it, 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 it's amazing when you find the right person. Yeah. That whose strength is... Compliments uh, yours. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that you can go and, and and carry on with your ideas in the future of the company and while everybody's taking care of what's going on at the present. So we're going to take a quick break. We're visiting here with Reggie Chandra, the founder of Rhythm Engineering and a serial entrepreneur. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio. Breakfast. A time to bring your family together over thick-cut, slow-smoked farmland bacon. It's savory. Delicious farmland breakfast sausage. Every strip, every patty and link brings the sizzle. Breakfast is served. Come and get it. Farmland, passion for pork since 1959. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here this morning with Reggie Chandra. He's the founder of Rhythm Engineering. And Reggie, I found out during the break that last week was the, what, the 101st anniversary of the traffic signal? Yes, it's exciting oh, wow. times. Can you imagine? 100 years before we didn't have a traffic signal? <laughs> well, how, how many years have we had cars? I guess we could start there. So uh, it took, what, maybe... 10 years, seven years before we got a traffic signal after cars were introduced. And, and I was laughing at the uh, doodle and, um, and thinking uh, not much technology has changed. I mean, so that's the... That's uh, what you said earlier, yeah. yeah. No, not, there has not been much innovation in um, traffic signals. So. Until you but came along. But we intend along. to change that. Yeah, it's yes. already underway. So. Yeah, I, I, the way you were describing the, the car, and I, I'm going to stick with this for just a second here. Uh, how long do you see that future that you described in the first half of the show where cars are fully automated, there are no traffic accidents? And wh- when do you see that yes. coming? Um, um, Tesla is releasing an autonomous car. Uh, basically, it's an over-there software upgrade. They've tested it already. Uh, you can drive from Seattle to uh, San Francisco without any control. The car will drive itself. Oh my. So it already <laughs> exists. Um, it's not the technology. It's retrofitting all of the other um, the old, older cars mm-hmm. with this autonomous technology. So uh, what, what will happen is that um, it gets very complicated because um, when you have like a all your cars have a bubble around it, mm-hmm. then it's Im- impossible to run into each other. Okay. So the, the sensors keep uh, collisions from happening. Okay. All so right. So it's like every every train in the United States that runs has this uh, electronic bubble around it. Uh, derailing derailing okay. can't help, but running into each other, they, they've got a bubble um, around it. So cars 
will have it. I mean, if you buy a car recently, it already comes with really? all of these you just gadgets. Don't know yeah. It. Okay. yeah, these sensors are very inexpensive. Uh-huh. So there's a company called Mobileye that has developed one camera, uh, it's less than two hundred dollars, manufacturer price. That'll give you. That'll give you. That can read signs, tell the status of the traffic signal, and then. I mean, the, the Tesla is a—it's a commercial application. Mm-hmm. So other cars already have it. Audi has this um, adaptive steering control where um, you can set your speed limit to say 60 miles an hour on an arterial. And mm-hmm. if cars are going at 50 miles an hour, it's going to slow down. Fall, slow down and mm-hmm. uh, track the car in front of it. So uh, all of the, the technology already exists. Mm-hmm. Um, the Society of Automotive Engineers—they've already approved the protocol by which cars can talk to each other. It does not happen yet, so which makes the bubble even stronger. Right. Yeah. So uh, the the and computers can process information much much faster than humans can. Right. It, oh, sure. You can react a lot faster. So that's where the the reduce uh, number of collisions would come in and so forth because you just react faster. Yes. Yeah. And and the wow. drive of the future is that the cars will also talk to traffic signals and infrastructure. Okay. Like, for instance, um, the car is going to let the traffic signal know that it is arriving. So the traffic signal will change to accommodate, okay, wow. The numbers of cars yeah. that are coming. And also the signal will inform you to slow down. Mm-hmm. Or um, I will give you rerouting information automatically to your car. Okay, so that you can just keep going. Wow. So, so that the networks, the mm-hmm. road networks are balanced. So if one area is congested, it's just congested route. Yep. It's, it's just fascinating. So the future is really already here. It's yes. just a matter of and, how fast we get it rolled out. And yeah. Google has a car that does not have a steering wheel or any <laughs> um, controls that, are, that is running out in the streets. Uh, Google also has uh, multiple millions of miles of completely autonomous driving. Wow. The only thing that does not taken off is that it costs about $15,000 to $25,000 mm-hmm. to outfit a car. Yeah, so bringing so, the cost down is still part of the reason it's not rolled out. The technology's here. It's just getting the cost yes. down and getting it introduced yes. to the marketplace. You spent several days recently with Sir Richard Branson. Uh, what did you learn from him, and how, how did you uh, even find out about that opportunity? What led to that? Yeah, it, it's amazing. There was a magical one week uh, that I got to spend uh, at Necker Island uh, with 28 other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. from all around the world. Um, so, you know, where can I start? Um, the the setting is so beautiful. It's it's extremely. I beautiful. saw your pictures on Facebook. It is. <laughs> I I second that. Beautiful. Yes. Um, so um, and most importantly, got to spend a lot of quality time uh, with Sir Richard. Uh, he's very very approachable, an amazing entrepreneur, uh, philanthropist, um, and uh, uh, how he runs his business. And you know, I got quite a lot of. Um, personal advice from him mm-hmm. uh, during the time I spent there, which is, which is amazing, yeah. and also validation. Um, so how did I get there? So there is a group, I mean, uh, he has a charity called mm-hmm. Virgin United. Yes. So there are about, uh, the island can only handle about 28 guests. So Very small island. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I did contribute, I did support um, mm-hmm. his uh, venture. So I was invited um, to mm-hmm. spend a week with him, which is, which is magical. Um, so. So, but you got some one-on-one time, even though there were 28 other entrepreneurs, there were 28 of you, there were there was plenty of time for you to get to sit and just visit with him Absolutely. by yourself. Uh, yeah, wow. the one-on-one time, I, um, 
uh, yes, I remember almost every word that we talked about. So uh, I explained to him what I was doing and mm-hmm. uh, that um, the, our system, the in-sync system for traffic signals saves about 30% of the crashes in intersection. He thought for a moment and then he pointed to me and said, um, you should be awarded the Nobel Prize. Wow. I mean, I thought, oh, my God, a validation coming from this <laughs> gentleman that this, uh, runs about, he owns about 300 companies. Uh, which is amazing. And the next day we were having our little meeting, yes. uh, mastermind meeting, and I'm videoing it because I don't want to miss anything. Of course. So halfway through the conversation, he said, oh, I met this gentleman last night and he starts talking about, where are you? And you can see my video just drop because <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here. And he went on to reiterate the fact that um, that I should not be working in the company, but I should free myself up to let my ideas um, you know, have more time and focus mm-hmm. um, and then go change the world. Wow. And also he said I should win the Nobel Prize as well. So well, it was just... We're uh, going to be keeping our eye on you. He, he may nominate you or however that process works. That's, that's wonderful. You have another... You talked about two of your businesses, Rhythm Engineering and then Business Instruments, but you have another one, a not-for-profit that you're very passionate about. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, so it's a, um, it's a company called Dream Cultures. It's mm-hmm. a not, not-for-profit organization. So what we are doing is um, we are producing like 20-minute um, vignettes, a video, where um, employees uh, can come with a brown bag lunch and learn um, all about the six pillars of human life that they need to focus on. And it's motivational. It's inspiring that it lead, we lead them to think about their life. Uh, so it's not a uh, wake up in the morning, get in my car, come to work, uh, give my eight hours, uh, go back in my, uh, you know, get out of my little cube, get into another rectangular cube, which is my car, <laughs> go home, take the cylinder, um, beer, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, watch this another rectangle, which is my TV, and then go to bed and repeat the cycle without any planning for the future. So one of the things that I mean, we start out is saying, um, imagine yourself at your funeral, you're in the coffin. What do you want? Another box. Another (laughs) box, exactly. So box to box, you you live in a box life. So you're laying there and your friends are coming and talking about you, your life, Mm -hmm. Your, your, your spouse, your children, your friends. What do you want them to say about you? What is the legacy that you left behind? What have you accomplished in your life? Mm-hmm. So start with that end in mind, Stephen Covey, and then go back and uh, it's a, you know, you can continue this for years, but um, it, it's a one year long program. So okay. every two weeks they'll have action items. So uh, this is online? This is all online. Okay. Because I wanted to impact, I think, every employee in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the planet. So I was inspired by Matthew Kelly's book called um, dream manager. Okay. Um, so it, if you have not read it, I highly recommend it if you're an employer or a CEO, uh, dream manager. I was inspired by that. I was in, inspired by John Ratliff, who, um, was the CEO of, um, Apple tree answers yeah. whom I met at, uh, Necker Island. Okay. So it's amazing the people that you meet. So, um, John had this program where, uh, an employee could write down a, a dream mm-hmm. for a quarter. And, um, 
so John and his team, management team would look at it and they, every quarter they would award a team, uh, award a dream. So one of the dreams is that uh, an employee spouse um, got cancer, terminal cancer, and his dream was to go see uh, a football team play. So John pulled um, some of his, uh, um, you know, uh, friends, a network, Tapner's network, and got this gentleman tickets to some of the best seats in the house and also go meet the players personally. Wow. I mean, talk what? about a change in somebody's life. Yes. The dream awarded. So it's a whole concept of about allowing people to dream. Okay. And it sounds like really at its core, it's about getting people centered so that they can live a much more purposeful, intentional life as opposed to, as you say, just getting up in the morning and and letting the circumstances of their day shape what their life is going to be like in the long run. That is correct. I mean, there is power in dreaming. You have to, your compelling future will always pull you forward. Mm -hmm. If you live in the past or... You're just dragging the old baggages around, but your present is not equal to your, uh, your past is not equal to your future. Exactly. So that's the philosophy there. If you could become a cause and not have to worry about profit, what would it be? I mean, given what you just told me about uh, your not-for-profit, maybe you've already answered that, but if you could just be a cause, and what what would it be? What would you be out there promoting? I would, uh, I would, uh, my cause are already doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's helping people improve uh, their be- their life and um, helping people believe that dream- their dreams are possible. Inspiring people to live a life of their dreams. Um, often, a lot of people, they, including myself, I mean, I have a coach that helps me through this mm-hmm. as well. Her name is Marsha Vitor. She's my dream coach. Okay. So, uh, you know, you're only limited by the size of your dream. The, you, you, you're the ceiling. I mean, I, I come from nowhere. I mean, I started um, at age 27 mowing yards and mm-hmm. um, doing stuff. So, but I had a big dream. Right. And so my cause, I mean, I'm, I'm involved with CSL, Community Services League, yes. their Work Express program, which is, I mean, it's the power of telling someone who doesn't think that they can, um, um, you know, open the lid or break through, the power of letting them know and having them understand that all things are possible for you. Yes. If you, if you, if you can dream, if you can believe in your dream, and if you can believe that you can do this, you, uh, you know, you, you can make your dream come true. I know that you have a, an interesting approach to financing. So many entrepreneurs are building their company to sell, and there is a difference between uh, getting a company ready to sell and just haphazardly growing your business. Uh, what, what is the difference between intentionally growing your business to sell? Um, interesting question. Um, I do not build any company to sell. Uh, in fact, I've not sold any company. Um, I've exited companies in the sense of I let them uh, multiply by themselves. So here's my philosophy. It's, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, this is my own subjective experience and understanding of concepts. Entrepreneurs create value. Yes. Um, they take their unique ability and they create value. So when you build a company to sell, it's like growing cattle that you're racing to sell. You load the beast up with... Anything and everything that'll make it look fat, mm-hmm. but so unhealthy. Yes. But if you race, if you care for that cattle and you race it the right way, feed it the right thing, mm-hmm. it may not look all that great on the balance sheet, but that thing is going to be healthy. 
You're nurturing it. Yes. 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 And uh, who knows? One day somebody's going to come in and they may want to buy it. But certainly I do not want to um, build a company to sell it. And I know I've there are books written, build your company <laughs> like you're going to sell it. Uh, well, I... I I, I cringe at the thought. I mean, I understand their their philosophy. It's good. Keep all your books in order. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that when you, when you do the right thing, taking care of employees, taking care of um, the the right thing that makes the company grow, not starving your mm-hmm. balance sheets so it looks good. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, you're right, though. In, in a lot of uh, entrepreneurial classes, one of the first things that they tell you is before you even open your door, figure out what your exit strategy is going to be. And uh, it, I mean, when you start that way, that you're starting out with a mindset of I'm going to leave this thing. I, I've always disagreed with that, too. I mean, I was going to ask you what your uh, your one piece of entrepreneurial advice that you most disagree with is. And uh, that would probably be it, it would. Yeah. I mean, you look at all these companies that have succeeded that have come mm-hmm. from founder. I mean, for Kansas City, uh, look at Cerner. Exactly. Never built to sell. Uh, mm-hmm. Garmin never mm-hmm. built to sell. Uh, all these companies that have made it, uh, Richard Branson's companies, they are built because of a passion, of a dream. And all founders, that's what they do. So when you uh, are, and they all, all, almost all of them, I talk to my friends, they have a remorse after they sell it. And I can tell you, money in the bank doesn't mean you're going to be gratified. Um, when you are living your purpose, when you're living your dream, you're unstoppable. But when you compromise that, uh, you're like this. I've seen these videos of, uh, it's amazing. That's how some companies seem to me. These chickens in uh, these farms that they mm-hmm. grow are so fat that their feet cannot hold them and they fall yeah. down and get it, trampled and terrible. they die. Right. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I go to Silicon Valley, this is a philosophy. I'm going to build something, make it look so good. Oh, maybe Apple, maybe Google is going to buy right. it. I, I was so disgusted with the concept. Find your, your, your passion, find your dream, find the value, find your purpose that you're created to be and build on it. And man, that, that, is, that is so gratifying. Reggie, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. Much success is coming your way. I mean, it already has, but I know much more is in your future. And keep putting that message out there. Thank you, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at IThinkBigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.